Hi there, and welcome back to the Brave Creative Podcast. We exist at the intersection between life and business, made for creative, messy, unapologetic women who can't narrow themselves down to fit a single definition. My name is Lizzie Benson, a brand designer, business owner, cat lover, sci-fi nerd, and your one-woman hype team. This show will be chock full of actionable advice on running a creative business, building a brand, and staying true to every aspect of yourself along the way. Welcome to my digital living room. Grab a comfy chair and some good coffee, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the all-in-one client management system that I use to book projects, send contracts, get paid, and stay organized in my business. I seriously love HoneyBook. I've tried a bunch of other platforms before, but HoneyBook is so streamlined and uh, it's honestly really aesthetically pleasing, and they allow me to really make it my own with my branding and colors, which is deeply important to me as a brand designer. I also love that it comes with templates for things like contracts, forms, emails, all the stuff that you might need, especially when you're getting started. It's really helpful. I highly recommend it to any and everyone who has a service-based business. And the best part is you can get 50% off every single month for your first year of HoneyBook by going to lizziejacklin.com slash HoneyBook. That's L-I-Z-Z-I-E-J-A-C-K-L-Y-N.com slash H-O-N-E-Y-B-O-O-K. Thanks, HoneyBook. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Brave Creative Podcast. My name is Lizzie Benson. I just wanted to hop in here really quickly to let you know that today's episode was uh, the audio from a Facebook Live video I did in my print-on-demand profitability Facebook group. So the group is all about um, Etsy and print-on-demand. If you're interested in joining it so you don't miss any other stuff coming up, that's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash print-on-demand profitability, and I'll include a link in the show notes. But anyways, I just wanted to give you a heads up that that is what this audio is. Um, So you might hear me like answer some questions or refer to like something going on um, because I was on a Facebook Live, but I wanted to leave the questions in there because we had some really good discussions that I thought were, you know, kind of beneficial to the topic at hand. So anyways let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about using Instagram to increase sales and um, build your brand basically for your print-on-demand shop. So let's talk about Instagram. Um, Basically, Instagram can be a really valuable resource to help you build credibility in that know, like, and trust factor and to get your products seen by more than just Etsy's built-in customer base, which is important. Um, You know, that is a good place to start. Obviously, they have a ton of, um, you know, millions of customers every year on Etsy, but there's definitely something to be said for starting to curate and build your own brand elsewhere, too. And then, you know, if down the road you decide to um, have your own site or something like that, it makes it a lot easier to make that transition or to add that sales channel to your, you know, existing kind of sales funnel. before we dive in too far, though, I do want to say that you don't need a massive audience for this stuff to work. You can start from zero and start seeing results if you do it strategically. I always tell people, you know, followers are what we call in the marketing industry a vanity metric. 
So, you know, they look nice, but they don't necessarily mean anything about the health of the business. You can have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram that, you know, don't care one bit about what you're selling and you're, are never going to buy your products. Or you can have 100 highly engaged followers who are, you know, super excited and can't wait to buy your products. And every single time that person with 100 followers is going to be making more money than the person with 100,000 because at the end of the day, money talks. And that's the important part is this conversion and like getting your followers to, you know, purchase your products, to visit your shop, things like that. It's not just to have them hanging out looking nice on your profile. So now that that soapbox is out of the way, let's dive into the strategy side of things. So the first thing that I want to tell you is um, when you're using Instagram for your business to focus more on following your ideal customers and audience instead of just following, you know, your peers or competitors in the industry, it's definitely not bad to also follow and connect with other shops, but you, you know, want to focus first on connecting with your ideal customers. So, you know, when you follow people, often they will check out your profile, um, see if they want to follow you back. Um, And that's, you know, that's why you want to interact more with your customers and the people who might actually, you know, want to buy your products. So you can continue to get your name out there, get your content seen by those people who are actually going to buy them, not just by, you know, 20 other shops selling similar products. Um, remember the name of the game here is to increase sales and make money and not just collect ghost followers just because it looks nicer on your profile. So, you know, like I said, it's definitely not a bad thing to connect and collaborate with other similar business owners, but you don't want to just be following with, or just be following and just be interacting with other, um, shops because it's going to just kind of become an echo chamber of everybody sharing their stuff, but nobody's potentially going to be buying anybody else's. So it's not really helping you. Um, Another important thing is that you post regularly and consistently. You know, ideally on Instagram, it's best if you're able to post something every single day. If you don't have the time or, you know, the content basically to do that at at first, then at least commit to posting three to four times a week. You don't want to give people a chance to forget who you are, you know, in between if you don't post regularly enough. And the easiest way to do this is to use a feed planning app. There's a ton of them. Um, like later, preview, planally, um, and that way you can like schedule out your content in advance. So, you know, you can even have it post automatically to your feed. So you, you know, can just sit down on like a Monday and schedule out the week's content and then it'll just go out automatically and you don't have to do anything in the, you know, in the interim basically. My favorite one, the one that I use for everything, is called Planoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y, because um, you can also schedule a first comment to post with it, too, which is where I like to post my hashtags, just because I think it looks neater. Um, and speaking of hashtags, Instagram lets you use up to 30 hashtags per post, and it's definitely recommended that you use all 30 every single time. You know, because that's 30 different chances for someone new to see your products and decide to follow or, more importantly, to buy. So included in the visibility vault, by the way, is a hashtag bank of over 400 print-on-demand-centric tags that you can draw from. So you should really try to switch up your hashtags or create groups of different tags that might be more relevant to one content strategy over another. Um, A lot of people like to post their hashtags as a comment, like I was talking about, instead of um, adding them right to the caption. 
I think it just looks a little bit neater. Um, some people also like to add several periods and spaces to the top so the comment gets hidden under read more and you don't really see like a huge um, wall of hashtags. It's totally a personal choice. It doesn't affect you know how they work at all. It's just what you like to do. Um, and I always tell people the best and easiest way to keep track of um, your 30 hashtags so you're not typing 30 of them out every single time is to just copy and paste them or to like add them to a note on your phone. I use Google Keep or some of the new um, apps even have this feature built in and then you can just copy and paste when you post them and then it's like right there. Or if you use Planoly, you can just schedule that first comment or just schedule it in and then you don't have to worry about it either. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit about what makes a good hashtag because definitely not all hashtags are created equal. Um, so you want your hashtags to be relevant to what you post so that people searching through that tag would be more likely to click on your content and want to follow you. It's kind of like what we were talking about with the Etsy keywords and SEO as well. Um, so you wouldn't post, for instance, like hashtag beach day under a photo of your new like sweatshirt because just because beach day might be a popular hashtag um, because people searching for the hashtag are not going to care about your sweatshirt and they're going to just keep scrolling right past it. And similarly to what we were talking about with Etsy the other day, your hashtag should be, you know, specific. That's the difference between, like, hashtag graphic tee and hashtag feminist t-shirt. Basically, the more specific you can get, the more likely it is that the right people are going to find your content and want to follow you. And finally, you just want to make sure that the hashtag they're using is not too big and not too small. So when a hashtag has too many posts, it means that so many people are using it that it would be almost impossible for your content to be seen if you were also to use it. Um, you should try to use a variety of sizes of tags, but a general rule of thumb is to look for ones with fewer than 500,000 posts in them, um, because that's going to be your best bet of actually getting seen or actually getting your photo into that like top content um, section that people usually scroll through. The fewer the posts have it, or the fewer posts a hashtag has, the more likely you know people are going to see it. Obviously, um, but you also don't want to use a hashtag that's so small or so specific that nobody is going to be searching for it. So it's kind of a fine line and a lot of trial and error. Um, and then another thing that you want to do is tell people really clearly and succinctly how they can get to your shop or how they can find your products. Um, I know it seems like it would be common sense for people to click on the link in your bio um, to find your shop, but humans are really lazy, honestly. We like things spelled out for us, and every step that somebody has to make an assumption on what you want them to do, you lose more and more people, essentially. So to help combat this phenomenon, um, I simply add what's called a call to action to your post. So it's basically telling people what you want them to do or what action you want them to take. So usually I just say something simple like, you know, click the link in our bio to visit or visit bravegirlclub.etsy.com to shop this look or to get this product or whatever it is you're posting about. And then people know exactly how to get to your shop and buy your products and they can either type it in themselves or they can navigate to your profile and click on the link because as we all know, Instagram only lets you have the one link in your bio, which is super annoying. And then the final thing that I wanted to mention, too, is to build a community and encourage interaction. Um, basically, you know, don't just post photos of your products and leave. You want to be active on the app. You want to encourage your followers to leave comments and then respond to every comment or message that you get. Um, you know, include a note on your Etsy orders, like when, when they're marked as shipped, I think you can add a note to the buyer. 
and say, like, you know, hey, follow us on Instagram. Like, if you really liked it, we'd appreciate, you know, if you take photos of it, tag us, um, and we'll repost it. Um, And then you can use those photos on your own Instagram as long as you, you know, properly give credit to people. You know, your customers will post about their, their product to, you know, friends and followers, which means that more people will get, you know, will see your content and products. Plus, people love it when brands, um, you know, repost their photos. It makes them feel like part of a community, which really strengthens that brand loyalty. Then they're going to be more likely to, you know, follow you, um, buy again, tell people about you because they feel like they have a connection with you. And then you have also more photos to post that you didn't have to take or pay somebody else to take. So it's like a win-win-win situation, basically. So that's my Instagram spiel. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions afterwards um, in the comments if anybody has any, if they're watching this after. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Creative Podcast. Be sure to catch up with the community on Instagram at Brave Creative Pod, and you can find the show notes for this episode and all the others at lizziejacklin.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any new episodes. You can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or just shared the show with someone that you think might benefit from tuning in. See you next week!